Welcome to Antitrust Code by Concurrences. Concurrences is the leading antitrust database, with over 30,000 articles on competition law. Concurrences is also the largest network of antitrust experts, with lawyers, economists, enforcers, and academics in 85 countries. By listening to this podcast, you will learn the fundamentals of competition law and hear about the latest antitrust news, thanks to our guests, the best experts in the antitrust world. a new edition of Antitrust Code by Concurrence. Uh, my name is Melena Robotham. I am a partner at uh, the Antitrust Practice at Clipper Chance in Brussels. And today I'm delighted to be speaking with Alexander Cordero Macedo, President of the Administrative Council for Economic Defense, known as CAGE, which, as listeners of this podcast uh, will know, is the Antitrust Authority in Brazil. Alexander has been the president of CADIA since July 2021, prior to which he was the superintendent general of CADIA for four years and the commissioner at CADIA. President Cordero holds a PhD in law from the University of Minas Gerais and is a visiting scholar and international fellow of the Global Antitrust Institute of the Antonin Scalia Law School. President Cordero is a professor at several universities in Brazil and abroad. Welcome, President Cordero. It's a pleasure to have you, and thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure, Milena. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. So our conversation follows a number of engaging sessions um, that we, we we just heard at the Concurrence Tech Antitrust Conference in Palo Alto, sponsored by Clifford Chance and Compass Lexicon. And we heard from a number of global antitrust regulators, including Commissioner Vestager, including yourself, also from uh, EU General Court judge, in-house antitrust folks in tech, and private practitioners. And we'll pick up on some of those themes in our discussion, uh, in our conversation today. So my first question to you, um, as we sit here in the heart of Silicon Valley, (laughs) relates to CAGE's enforcement toolbox for dealing with antitrust concerns in technology markets. I, I understand that there's a new law somewhere in the pipeline, um, Brazilian law forthcoming on digital platforms, and maybe you could talk a little bit about how you would evaluate CAGE's current competition enforcement tools for dealing with fast-moving digital markets, and how you expect the forthcoming law on digital platforms to affect CAGE's toolbox. Thank you, Milena, for the question. So from our experience in digital uh, markets uh, and their implications are not uh, an entirely new subject, at least from an economic perspective. Economic phenomena such as multi-sided markets, mavericks, network effects, low marginal cost, disruptive innovation, winner takes all and winner takes most, um, among others are some of the well-known features that may influence the assessment of the effects of antitrust practices and market concentration. However, uh, over the past years, competition authorities and scholars around the world have been debating alternatives to foster competition in digital economy and avoid the exercise of market power by digital platforms. Uh, it was raised uh, the question of whether competition law uh, would be prepared to deal with the effects of the economic power of new market 
leading companies. And for our experience, of course, we, we understand that the speed and constant changes of these elements in digital markets may require analytical adjustments. In particular, when assessing the degree of market power, which can present a range of challenges for competition authorities. However, this is just my opinion, our current competition law uh, and regulation can be easily adjusted to deal with uh, the challenges uh, that is imposed by digital markets, especially in order to assess market power. Uh, the, the core economic foundations of market power assessments have also remained consistent by digital cases, namely a focus uh, on barriers to entry and substitutability, uh, a range of concepts that have been introduced to capture uh, particular forms of or alternative concepts to market power, specifically the market power held by digital platforms as intermediaries between firms and end consumers, such as gatekeepers, bottleneck power, platform powers, intermediation power, and strategic market status, among others. These related concepts have been a particular focus on recent regulatory proposal. And just going to the end and directly uh, answer your question, I think that uh, one the important uh, uh, respond about this is not just changing the law, but also we need uh, adjustment at the toolkits, the economic uh, uh, tools that that we have been using uh, for the past years in traditional markets. So we'll have to adjust them to the new digital markets. Okay, thank you. Uh, very interesting. So it, it sounds like, um, you know, lots to watch for I in Brazil and to see how, if at all, your, your toolkit evolves or expands when this new law does come, in, come, in, come into force eventually. Yeah, just if I can uh, complement something, it's, it's, it's very important. And there is uh, a bill in Congress, as you said, and the discussion about uh, this, uh, this bill is uh, start with the necessity mm -hmm. of regulation, economic regulation of digital platforms, and goes until uh, how deep can we go in this kind of intervention, mm -hmm. you know, and the paradox against uh, product about innovation and, and tailoring the companies with a new regulation. So uh, we have to really think about the cost and the benefits of this regulation and the impact that this regulation uh, can have uh, in the every side of every market. You know, uh, we when we're thinking about regulation, we're thinking about create presumptions, and create presumptions means that uh, we will create a rule that we can use to everything in every market for that type of occasion, but we have different markets, different companies, different consumers, different situations. Mm -hmm. Maybe the regulation and the risk is to have, the risk to have a, a arrows of type one and type two 
as false positive or false negative can be huge mm -hmm. and we if you want to do a responsible regulation we really need to understand the impact and the externalities of this type of regulation. Mm -hmm. So it might be actually advantageous then from a Brazilian perspective to see how the implementation of potentially similar regulations plays out in other parts of the world and then consider that in your cost-benefit analysis as well, or rather in the Congress's cost-benefit analysis. Uh, yes, for sure. And we're looking abroad. We, 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 uh, we're looking to Europe, to CMA, for mm -hmm. example, and, 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 you know, and trying to understand what is better to uh, the, the Brazilian situation, for mm -hmm. example. You know, and this, this kind of regulation is not one size fits all. The countries are different, you know. Um, the system, the antitrust system, and the way that those authorities was built, uh, were built, were completely different one from another. So, CAD is different from CMA, is different from Digicomp, is different from ACCC. So, the markets are different, the consumers are different, you know, the size of the companies are different, and we have to tailor it. So we have to tailor at for uh, not, you know, um, incurring a risk that you're just importing some legislation and mm -hmm. and trying to apply in the Brazilian market and maybe not gonna, you know, solve the problem and this intervention can create other problems. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very cautious about this. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Thank you. Um, maybe turning to one particular aspect of digital markets, and um, which was a hot topic during our discussion um, during the conference today and has been <laughs> for a long time now, I guess, um, globally, is AI. Um, so currently, uh, my understanding is that the Brazilian legislator is deliberating a draft AI law and I uh, wanted to hear your view on whether specific AI regulations are required from an antitrust perspective, and what role, um, if any, KJ is expecting to play in the enforcement of the forthcoming uh, AI regulation in Brazil? Okay, from uh, an antitrust perspective, the regulation of artificial intelligence poses a lot of challenges that requires careful consideration of its potential impact of competition. Um, the use, for example, of algorithms uh, and AI systems can either enhance consumer welfare through innovation and efficiency or lead to uncompetitive behavior uh, or also lead to a tacit collusion, discrimination, and algorithmic selection and the abuse of dominant position. So it can have efficiency and also can cause harm. Um, we can pose uh, uh, a lot of, you know, initial uh, inquiries and, and, and and think about uh, the benefits and the costs also of, of AI. But, you know, in comparison to the, uh, in comparison what is what is going on in Brazil, it's also just in the beginning uh, of this, uh, of these discussions. But I think that uh, in terms of, of, of AI, it's something that we, 
we we understand uh, the necessity to you know to do something but also the same question is should be a regulation should be a law you know uh, AI is something very dynamic and could we frame by a law the artificial intelligence could we put some limits and who is will decide which limit it is can we do like something just by the principles and let uh, the authority decide what is good what is bad just following the principles uh, those questions are 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 much more question than answers uh, this is this is not new but the speed that we see things happen right now it's so incredible that force us to try to find some solution mm -hmm. and maybe this solution is not something that we're gonna find you know in a rush we have to understand first the market, the consequences of the AI, for example, for antitrust. And, you know, maybe is analyzing cases before regulation. Mm -hmm. For example, in, uh, we had a, a very nice case in, in Kaji, and it was in 2016. Kaji convicted uh, driving schools uh, and dispatchers uh, involved in a very sophisticated cartel in the market. Uh, they were like orchestrated through orchestrating through a, um, a software that called AI driven, uh, and the software was used by specific driving school uh, as a tool for market market division and price control mm -hmm. and the imposition of coercive measures. This case highlights how AI algorithm can be used for uncompetitive purpose and can lead to market distortions. And what Kadi did was, you know, using this case was a long investigation. We understood that this could be causing harm to competition and we convicted the companies. Uh, but you know, we understand that the you know, European Union also is doing a legislation, so the artificial intelligence regulation. The Canada is doing their uh, the artificial intelligence in data act. We understand that China is doing also a law like this. The United States, there are some bills being discussed at, at the parliament, such as the Algorithmic Accountability Act. So in Brazil, there is also the discussion. But I think that is in the very beginning, and we don't understand the consequences yet. You know, for me, caution and prudence is, is a very good remedy and a way to understand, especially in the legislative process. Mm -hmm. Usually, laws take forever, and it's hard to change. So if we want to create a law, let's understand the, the, the externalities and understand the impact of that for every side of the markets.
sounds like a, a wise guiding principle, uh, I think, um, especially as there are several examples already where AI has moved away from being an abstraction to being in, in application, in product use. But that is, we're still in the space between AI as a concept and an abstraction and a practical application and everybody understanding mm. how precisely it's going to impact our, our lives. Yes. So I, I understand that the perspective you're sharing. Yeah, I think they're completely, uh, I think that you were right. I mean, we, uh, AI has been in the market for years, yeah. but right now, start to accelerate things, you know, we're using every day more, every day more in, you know, in small apps, in like day-to-day -day app, something very uh, common, and every day you're using AI, and, and and as I told you, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's innovation, it's technology, but also can cause harm, and mm -hmm. we have to understand the consequences. Um, maybe uh, moving to a different topic, I. Um, so also, Kaji has recently published its plan, strategic plan for 2024. And um, I was looking through the strategic goals and among them is the plan to exert leadership in the international antitrust agenda. And so Kaji has recently assumed the co-chairmanship of the International Competition Network or ICN, uh, the working group on unilateral conduct. and. My understanding is Kadi will be responsible for co-leading the unilateral conduct working group for the next three years, along with the French, Spanish, and Turkish agencies. So I wanted to know from you how you envisage shaping global best practice when it comes to enforcement in digital markets through this forum. Yes. Um, so uh, we think that the international community, community especially in antitrust, is it's very important. We really need to uh, to look to other countries and other jurisdictions and understand uh, what they're doing, the best practice, the most important discussions, how they are dealing with cases. So understanding that, we can look to our country and you know observe that and copy the best practice and and you know. And, and start to internationally cooperate with them. There is a lot of merging acquisitions that is transnational, that is, uh, you know, they have to notify 10, 15, 20 countries. And, and when we really think that the leadership, international leadership, it's an important issue. We think that we have to speak the same language in terms of uh, antitrust. And the language has to be the antitrust, you know. When we're talking about, uh, for example, the goals of antitrust, um, if we don't, you know, uh, uh, talk to other countries and combine what we're looking for, what we're trying to protect, any country, any jurisdiction can raise anything that is poli politically important for them. So imagine if there is, uh, for example, merger acquisition in, in Australia and also has to notify Brazil and Australia is, is 
you know, is analyzing the mergers in terms of uh, merger assessment with all the economic efficiency, you know, trying to protect the consumers. And Brazil, for example, raised an issue. Okay, I want to uh, see, because it's important for my country, what have you been doing to contribute of, uh, you know, to diminish the inequality, to diminish the poverty? So this is not the goal of an interest. You know, if I open this Pandora box, everything can go outside of that. So this is not the same language. We really need to understand uh, what we want to protect. And everybody's like discussion, okay, let's, uh, this is not consumer welfare standard anymore. If it's not that, what it is? And there is, a, even the consumer welfare standard, there is a discussion about the interpretation and the definition of consumer welfare standard. You know, maybe uh, we have to uh, we have to, we have to really uh, uh, more than this kind of divergence. Try to uh, be convergent. Mm -hmm. And and for example, in, in Kadri, it had like around seven hundred merging acquisitions the past two years. I think it was 660 uh, in 2012 and around 600 in 2000 and, uh, not, sorry, not 2012, 2022, mm -hmm. 660 in 2023. I think that was almost 600. A lot of conduct cases and many of them as internationally and many of them are abuse of dominance cases. So that's why you, you quote that you're a co-leader in the, in the working group of ICN that is related to unilateral conduct. So a lot of things going on in Kaji, and especially for uh, 2024. You know, we have new commissioners coming in. Uh, is they just took the position last month. The board is complete. You know, um, the Brazilian economy is starting to grow again. Uh, you know, we don't have pandemic anymore. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's time to to take care about our markets and, and the fair competition. Mm. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned um, a few times there on merger control, and I think that touches on another of the strategic goals set out in the plan for 2024. It's to en ensure efficient merger control. And indeed, you know, saw the news that you now have quorum again, and I think folks with ongoing transaction reviews, you know, viewed that as a very happy development. And But I also want to say, I think Kadie already has a, a reputation, I believe, as having an efficient merger control review regime. And I, I wondered how you envisage executing on Kaja's efficiency goal further, and if there are any particular aspects in respect of uh, digital mergers that you, you might want to highlight. Uh, yes, so um, we, we think that Kaji uh, is doing a correct job in terms of merging control. So for example, the quality of the analysis and also the time that we take to analyze a merger control is the quality is very good and also the time is very short. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are, you know, decreasing the time every year, every year 
For example, this year in 2023, the average was 21 days to you know, analyze and approve uh, a merger. If we're talking about fast track, it's 12 days. Mm. And in 24, 2024 will be faster. Why? We just approved a new mechanism, a new tool of, uh, that calls uh, e-notification. It means that every merge in Brazil will be 100% online. And the idea is uh, a, a, a data-based linked to the form that the lawyers will fill. So and a lot of information that the exactly moment that they are, you know, uh, filling the paper, filling the form, is already working and give them information and give us information. This will be much faster because even the analysis, when they push the button, okay, confirm, the analysis is 9% done and going to be very, very fast. Uh, there is many things that we're trying to do, for example, uh, when we're talking about digital economy and, and for example, market definition when we're talking about version control. We understand how hard it is to find market in, in, in digital economy. But we understand as well that defining market is not a goal in itself. So what we need to understand what is going on in that merge, especially if it's related to digital market, is, for example, make a lot of, make a lot of scenarios and not just one, but three, four, five. We have cases that we do seven scenarios, different. It's like seven antitrust analysis just mm. in, in one. And we pick all of the, we study the consequences of all seven and use one that we think that is more caution, but at the same time doesn't cause harm for the deal of the company. This is what I call to have a very, uh, not narrow, but a very broad, very uh, big picture of the whole deal and about the consequences. And when I'm defending that we have to do things case by case using economic analysis and evidences, it's because we want to do that know give scenarios but if I put use presumptions to analyze murders or to you know investigation in a abuse of dominance it doesn't matter the scenarios anymore mm -hmm. we create the scenario before the fact occur so and probably we're gonna make a mistake all the more impressive than the timelines, uh, your merger control review timelines, given the number of scenarios you, you take into account. Okay, well, um, I think that's our time. Thank you very, very much, President Cordero. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, and 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 I'm very uh, glad and thank you, concurrence, to to have me here.
you listen to an episode of Antitrust Code by Concurrences. If you want to read more about this topic, check the Concurrences website, where you can find all relevant articles. Follow us on Twitter, at Competition Loss, and join the Concurrences group on LinkedIn to receive updates on our next podcast.